Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. One thirty-four in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers now. The best pizza in the city, still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza has been Edmonton-owned and operated for forty-nine years. For menu locations, for menu and locations, visit RoyalPizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Royal Pizza, where the Stauffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Jay Woodcroft is the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, and he joins us on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Hello, Jay. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for uh, providing us an update. Um, I, I, I'm going to take a slight divergence. Uh, you probably know where I'm going to start, uh, but uh, I got a tweet uh, from a concerned Bakersfield Condors fan. Uh, I guess uh, Connor Yamamoto did not finish the game on Saturday night. Um, is there anything you can tell us right now, or are you guys still looking to evaluate, or what's going on there? Yeah, he's being evaluated, but it doesn't appear to be anything too serious. Uh, it's a day-to-day thing. He's a little bit mixed up, but just being evaluated right now. Okay. Upper body, lower body? Uh, lower body. Lower, lower body. body, okay. But, uh, like I said, I, it, it was uh, incidental contact, nothing serious. Um, he's a little bit mixed up, getting evaluated, going through the proper medical procedures uh, in terms of, you know, being evaluated by the doctors and whatnot, but uh, we don't anticipate it being anything too serious. Uh, one of the challenges with uh, taking a look at the standings with the divi- that division you're in is you guys kind of have this wacky schedule where I don't know, I don't know how you kind of describe it, but uh, you play an unbalanced schedule, so it makes it a little bit confusing. You're 14th overall in the league with a 5.56 winning percentage. You got a 10 and 8 record, and you went one and one uh, last week. So just give me a thought on the weekend that was for the hockey club. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought we played two pretty good games. Um, one of the games was midweek last week, and it was in the morning. So it was another one of those morning games for our team. And uh, we had a full, full sold-out arena with a bunch of screaming school children, which was a unique experience, a lot of fun. Um, I thought the team played pretty well. Um, we ran into penalty trouble in the second period. We ended up having taking seven penalties in the game. Uh, which was something that we addressed and we knew that we had to clean up. We came up a goal short, 
We lost the game 3-2, to two, but saying that we took seven penalties and only gave up 25 shots on net. Uh, there were lots of good things in the game, and it was an improvement on, uh, on the previous game. So uh, we had a couple good days of practice, and we took on a competitive Manitoba group um, on, on Saturday night, and uh, we asserted our game right off the bat and were able to shut them out uh, four to nothing. Thought it was a good team win for, for our, our group. Again, we didn't give up a lot of, uh, in terms of shots against or chances against, which was a, a positive step forward for our team. As you mentioned, it's, it's kind of a different, different league in that, uh, you know, the games are spread out. I think we're, you know, some teams in our division have played five more games than we have. Uh, that's just the way it is. In the end, it all evens out, and uh, we just keep focusing on us. And our team and our game, I think, uh, will be in a good spot you know, come the end of the year. A storyline uh, that is starting to develop has been Shane Sturette. He's uh, 4-0 now for you this year. Uh, you know, the Oilers are sitting there in a situation where they're finally starting to have some depth and goal. I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, Edmonton has a pretty good goaltending prospect currently playing in the Quebec League. That's uh, Sylvain Rodrigue's son, Olivier Rodrigue. Uh, he is playing for a very good team in Drummondville and currently is 16-4 and on the season, uh, albeit with a 9.05 save percentage. But Sturette's up around 9.20, and he's 4-0 and for you. Has he been a bit of a surprise? Uh, I think Shane... For me, uh, my first real exposure to him, I know he was in the organization last year, but uh, where I really got to see him was through rookie camp, or sorry, through training camp. And then uh, he had the wonderful experience of joining the Oilers as they went overseas and, and got to see NHL shooters um, and get his year started that way. Uh, he came back from that trip on a personal high of having been in the NHL for a little while. He came in. He's worked hard. Uh, he waited for his opportunity. He actually went down just to keep him game ready. We sent him to the East Coast League uh, to play a game, and he played wonderfully down there. Uh, he came up, and every time uh, he's been inserted into the lineup has been uh, under uh, difficult circumstances. And, and this, this young guy uh, gives us the chance to win through his play. I think our team plays hard for him, not just with him, but they play hard for him. He's a popular teammate. Uh, he works his tail off in practice, and I'm happy to see. Uh, I'm happy for him to see him have this type of success early on in the season. Seven appearances for Sturette, and uh, there's a new definition for what's considered a bad start for goalie. That's a sub 850 save percentage. So in six of his seven appearances, he's given you a good appearance because he's only had the one that's sub 850 so far, and that was against, uh, I guess that would have been against Colorado. He gave up uh, yeah. three on three on 18 shots and played about 20 minutes. Jay Woodcroft's the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Bob Stoffer with you on orders now. There's been some movement up and down. And I want to, you know, Patrick Russell got in the lineup. He's almost at a point per game for your team this year. He is an important player for your hockey club, isn't he? Yeah, uh, Patrick, uh, he has been a solid, solid uh, person and player for our hockey club here in Bakersfield. I think he's, um, when he's with us, he's one-third of one of the best 200-foot lines in the American Hockey League in in uh, Joseph Gambardella, Brad Malone, and and obviously Patrick. Uh, I feel very good about putting them on the ice 
against any line um, that we've seen. Um, they do a really good job of spending the majority of their shifts in the offensive zone. Uh, they grind people down, and I think that's the best way to defend top players is by making them uh, stop in D-zone and making them defend you. And um, Puck possession numbers, all their that line's metrics are, are off the charts. They're competitive. They play in all situations. And I think that line, when they're put together – uh, they allow some of our younger players to do their thing against other lines. So it's a when when Patrick's down here and and that line is put together. Um, I think there's a real balance to our team for sure. Jay Woodcroft joining us. Uh, Jay, with Ken Hitchcock coming aboard, uh, he does coach a slightly different defensive uh, structure than what Todd McClellan had. You spent all those years with Todd. Has there been any discussion in terms of synchronizing the approach in Bakersfield with what Ken's coaching up here? Yeah, I think um, everything's still very new um, in terms of um, you know getting feet wet up, up there with the group up there and working yeah. through practice time and whatnot. Um, obviously, the same channels of communication are, are open, and uh, we'll, you know, there's a lot of very similar philosophies as well, um, including shot suppression and uh, the ability uh, to make teams come 200 feet. So the the want and willingness to to assert a type of four check, I think, is one of the best ways to defend. There are small nuances with every system. Um, but like I said, those those lines of communication are open, and uh, we're looking forward to both teams taking a step. All right. Uh, just to verify, still playing uh, Caleb Jones on the right side? Caleb is still playing big minutes for us with, with William Lagason. Our, our, uh, there's been a real continuity to our decor um, where um, predominantly that group of six players, Lagason and Jones, low and bare, and Stanton Day played most games in the month of November. Um, it's been a real source of strength for our team. And uh, that pairing, uh, as you mentioned, with Jones on the right side, that pairing of Jones and Lagason has been one of our most trusted pairs. And um, they're keeping on, keeping on right now. They're, they're in a good spot. Jay, uh, we get texts from people saying, like, the Oilers are struggling to score. We've had a look-see on Cooper Marodi at center. What about a guy like Tyler Benson? And my perspective is, you know, Benson really hasn't played a complete season over the last three or four years, and I'd like to see him play a complete year in the minors in the a- in the AHL. I know you mentioned three weeks ago he's improved his footwork a, be- a bit, but, uh, you know, he's leading your team in scoring right now. He's had a pretty good season so far, hasn't he? Hey, yeah, Tyler, uh, I can't say enough about this player. He's He's a guy who puts the work in. He's a professional. Um, he enjoys coming to the rink on a daily basis, in large part because I think he, you know, he feels good just being healthy and being able to yeah. contribute the way he wants to contribute. I think uh, he has found a chemistry with his line mates. Um, he makes plays in the offensive zone. He's been a real good player. Uh, what I like about him is that he keeps getting better every day. He's hungry to be the best player. Uh, player he can be he spends extra time in the gym you know he's concerned about um making sure what he puts into his body is the right type of fuel 
He makes sure that he gets the proper amount of rest. And when he comes to the rink, he's uh, relaxed and refreshed and ready to go. Um, I can't say enough about this young guy. He's an impressive person to be around, and he's tracking in the right direction for sure. Uh, you guys got Manitoba again here? Yes. Yeah, it's a back-to-back uh, with Manitoba. Um, they're on a long California road trip. So uh, they've actually spent a few days practicing uh, as we have. Um, but we get them again uh, here tomorrow night on Wednesday. And then we play a back-to-back with San Jose, Holman Road uh, on this weekend, which should also be a real tough test as they're one of the top teams in our division. Okay, look forward to hooking up with you next week. Thanks a lot for the update. Okay, Bob. Take care. You bet. That is Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. It is 1.45 in Edmonton. We'll get to some texts this day in Oilers history when we return in Oilers now. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chad. It is 1.48 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Tuesday edition of the show, which as always features Mark Spector, star for Inspector 4, Horse Racing Alberta. Over 7,000 Albertans employed in the horse racing industry. And guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown Northside, and Short Park Oilers. Uh, practicing today, they take on the St. Louis Blues tomorrow. We'll have that game for you. That's a 6 o'clock puck drop Edmonton time, so 4.30 pregame show. Craig Simpson will be on the Wednesday edition of Oilers Now. Let's go to List Day and Oilers History, brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Book your winter group vacation package of New West Travel. Receive free parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation needs. Brendan Escott, what happened on this day back in 2010? There he goes with the theme of today's show. Then rookie Taylor Hall scores the winning goal 23 seconds into overtime to help the Oilers edge the St. Louis Blues 2-1. It was the Oilers' fourth straight win and Hall's ninth goal of the year. Uh, yeah, you know what happened on that play? Andy McDonald. I think he got concussed. He fell into Sean Horkoff's knee pad, and Hall got a breakaway, went in and scored. Uh, this text comes in out of Edmonton. I said that there's a new metric out there. You can find it on HockeyReference.com, and it says a bad start is an 850, a save percentage of 850 or less. This text comes in from Jay. He says, Bob, I must have missed the memo on our Heartland Ford text line. When did the metric for a decent save percentage go from 900 to 850? Is this yet another change due to an unnamed franchise's ineptitude? Or is this an actual change to the way we should look at the stat? Worse is better? Only here in oil country. Keep your chin up, Bob. You're doing great from Jay. No, it's an actual metric. If you go to HockeyReference.com, they say a bad start is any start where the goaltender has an 850 or, say, a percentage or less in a game. That's considered a bad start. Uh, and unfortunately for Cam Talbot, he had a couple of those, and that played a factor in Todd, uh, uh, Todd McClellan's demise as head coach. It's amazing how when goaltenders aren't stopping the puck, the coaches often pay the price. 
now in Philadelphia's case, was the general manager. And Chuck Fletcher, terrific guy, now the GM of the, uh, and I'm not surprised, by the way, that uh, Chuck resurfaced quickly. He did get Minnesota in the playoffs six years in a row. He's the new GM of the Philadelphia Flyers. Mark has texted the show, guys, the team you seen last night is what Pete has built. Less dry settle Nugent Hopkins as they were in place when Pete came in. No credit for drafting 97 as anyone can do that. Uh, that's for Mark, who's criticizing Peter Shirelli. Again, you can text us at 630-630. This one from Oilers GM. Bob, L. May is by far, and I mean by far, the best guest you bring on your show. That includes the Toronto guys and guys like Simpson as well. I always enjoy what he has to say and always the fact that he says it like it is. Great question coming out of Vermillion. Bob, uh, players sit down uh, and watch video of the games to see what they're doing wrong so they can improve. My question is, do the, are the refs required to do the same, or is it out of sight, out of mind? Now, referees are evaluated uh, sternly because it factors in whether or not they get work in the playoffs. So I, I, I will say this. You know, I, hey, I'm an Oilers broadcaster. The Oilers have a younger team. They're not a great team. Great teams tend to get more calls. In my opinion, so do veteran teams. And I've said it once and said it a hundred times. Oilers teams in the early 80s didn't always get the calls when they played Philly in the playoffs in 80 or uh, certainly the Islanders in 80, what was it, 81, and again in 83 and 84. By the time Edmonton played Boston in 88 or 90, veteran team, the championship pedigree, I believe the Oilers got a fair amount of calls in those series. Veteran teams get veteran calls. Good teams get calls. Brian Burke, who joins us every Thursday on Oilers now, courtesy of our friends at Canadian Power Pack, his, uh, you know, he said that point blank. Sean says, uh, Bob, I call those media guys Al May was referring to as soapbox hoppers. To take it a step further, they are the vocal minority and the ones responsible for how soft the league has become because the NHL has to react to a very vocal minority that sadly are fringe fans at best. That one comes to us from Sean. Well, there are, you know, there, there's some writers out there that don't like physical hockey, but there's also some old school writers that really do. Uh, again, you can text us at 630-630. Bob, this one comes to us from BM. Uh, In terms of Tom Wilson, is that the player the Oilers thought they were getting in Milan Lucic? I I think they knew that Milan Lucic, you know, when they signed him at 28, no longer skated. Like, Tom Wilson can skate. He's a big man, and he, he, he can truck guys. He can skate right through. So there you go. Uh, this text comes in out of Lloyd Minster. Bob, I don't see it with Evan Bouchard. I see a slight upgrade from a player like Schultz, a power play guy, 3-4-D. Well, if that's all he is, that's still going to be pretty good. I think there's a chance we might be looking at a... At, at a uh, and the foot speed is a, a legitimate concern and a fair comment at this stage. And I'm not convinced, for the record, that playing back in the OHL is going to really help out Evan Bouchard. I mean, he's got five goals, 15 points in 11 games, and he is plus 20 on a team that has won 14 straight and is notorious for loading up their team every second year. So they, they moved out some assets last year. They're going for it this year. 
But I do think he'll be at minimum a number three and possibly a top two pairing defenseman, Evan Bouchard. All right, what's coming up tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, oh, Brendan Escott? Well, he's got Jack Michaels to give an update from practice today, and then a couple of curling guests here, including uh, Dave Dave uh, Nettowin from Randy Furby's Good job, rink. you got that one. You uh, got that there one. We go. There, there you we go. There we go. So he's actually being inducted into the 2019 class of the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame. He will be joining Reed tonight. Well, congratulations to Dave for that. All right, uh, we are going to head off to a global news weather and traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan. Uh, still to come, the 6.30 afternoon news with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. We'll be back tomorrow with orders now. 12 o'clock, Craig Simpson will join us just after 12.30. Everybody have a terrific Tuesday. So long from St. Louis. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.